Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to the most electrifying podcast in all of internet radio today. You are listening to the Sports Wire. Today is Friday, November 1st, 2019, and here's your daily dose of the Sports Wire. My name is Vinny Apicella, and I want to thank you again to all the listeners out there who are downloading and listening to the podcast. Uh, of course, as you know, we did move to Anchor.fm, so definitely go over to them if you're looking to start your own podcast. And you can find Sportswire on any platform that you listen to your favorite podcasts on, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, etc., 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 And I want to thank you again for listening, for tuning in. So we've got a jam-packed episode for you today. We're going to talk about the two major topics that are going on. First of all, WWE Crown Jewel was a great success. A couple of notes from that. And uh, also some bad news for possible for tomorrow's tonight's SmackDown. Uh, Also, I did watch AEW from Wednesday night, and I'll give you some uh, feedback on that. I don't know. Ultimately, it was a great episode. Ultimately, it uh, it won me over, so to speak, so to speak. Uh, also, I've had some uh, on Twitter. Let's let's get started with AEW, and then I'll get into the WWE afterwards. Start with AEW Dynamite this past week. They're really doing great with the storytelling when it comes to Cody and Jericho at Full Gear coming up next Saturday, and I have to say that. Uh, with the addition of the three-judge panel, if the match goes to a 60-minute draw, I think it's great. Honestly, I really, truly do. I think it's great. With that said, um, I really have to uh, question the rest of the card. And the reason why I say that is, so it's going to be Hangman on a page against Pac, or Pac, the former Neville. And that match, okay, I think it's going to be a good match. Two great uh, athletes. Pack is currently undefeated in AEW. Hangman Page has an axe to grind. He has something to prove. He's been on quite of a losing streak lately, and he's got to uh, turn that around if he's going to be one of the upper echelon of the AEW uh, team, uh, group, promotion. Also, you've got another... Lights out, unsanctioned match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Now, this is already, I believe, the third or fourth lights out, unsanctioned match since Double or Nothing. And that's when the, the promotion kicked off, was Double or Nothing. That was their first show. That was their debut. Um, and they're kind of killing the gimmick by doing it so often. Now, obviously, if, you're a, if you've been a fan of wrestling for years and years and years, and I'm talking back to the, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, etc., during the territory era, a lights out refers to the fact that it's an unsanctioned match, of course. But if you watched, I believe, was it Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen? I forgot which one it was. I think it was Fighter Fest. Where they had the, uh, yeah, it was Fighter Fest, where they had John Moxley against Jelly Janella, or Joey Janella, excuse me, uh, in the uh, Lights Out match. And what they do is they turn off the lights for about 30 seconds, turn it back on, just to show that the, just to show that the main event, the main show has been finished, 
and whatever happens afterwards is unsanctioned and doesn't count in the record book, so to speak. So they've already done this, obviously that one time. Then they, I believe they had an unsanctioned match on AEW Dark with Kenny Omega and Jimmy and, and Joey Janela, I believe. Janela was in the other one. Uh, so this is like the third time or fourth time in you know less than a year that they've had this gimmick of a lights out unsanctioned match. And now, that's kind of a throwback, and it's more along the lines of like a hardcore match or extreme rules in the WWE, false count anywhere, uh, you know, anything goes, no disqualification, whatever you want to call it. And I honestly feel like they're doing this too much. Like, I do like the story they're giving with, you know, Tony Khan telling John Moxley that he's, uh, you know, he's off the rails, he's too dangerous. They have to unsanction them, uh, not sanction the match. It's not going to count in the record books, whatever, yada, yada, yada. I like that. I think that's really good. And I really feel like that would be, you know, that's kind of going with the character of John Moxley. Uh, and I like that. But I do feel like they need to kind of space out the gimmicks. Like, you know, WWE does with. Uh, you know, having Hell in a Cell on its own pay-per-view, Money in the Bank on its own pay-per-view. Uh, they don't normally, other than a few times, they don't normally have a Hell in a Cell outside of that Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Not sometimes they do, uh, but more likely they don't. Uh, same thing with the Elimination Chamber. They, you know, do it once in a while. They space it out. So, AEW just has to be mindful of that because they're going to end up ruining the gimmick and it'll just end up not really meaning much. You know what I mean? It won't be a special blow-off type of match. Uh, also, SCU are your new AEW Tag Team Champions. I know, this is not news for you if you've heard it, if you've watched or, or whatever. It's, you know, and it wasn't really news to me. I just kind of wanted to watch the episode and uh, kind of give my thoughts on it. I liked it, and I liked the fact that it ended with a small package because you go through all of the, you know, there's no more finishing moves in wrestling. I'm convinced. They're just signature moves, and I get that. And even those are kind of few and far between because there's so many people who do the same moves now. But with that said, uh, ending it with a small package, I think it was actually great, you know, because it, it was uh, unexpected. It was something that was just, you know, it was there. Scorpio, Scorpio Sky has proven to me that he's definitely the breakout star of SCU. Now, I know... You know, SCU's been around for a while, and all three guys have been around, you know, at least 15 years. Uh, so, they're not young chickens. And Kazarian has been around, uh, and Christopher Daniels has been around. Christopher Daniels, I think, at one point competed in WCW and was uh, a possible uh, choice for the greater power character in the WWE back during the Monday Night Wars. So, you know, he's been around for over over 20 years now. And I know he works in the office of AEW, talent relations, whatever. I know that. So, you know, he'll, have, he'll obviously be there. But I honestly feel like Scorpio Sky is going to be a, a huge, huge single star in the future. Uh, rolling out of, of SCU. Uh, so that was absolutely great. You know, again, the women's match I really wasn't too fond of. And then they had the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega taking on... Uh, Team Hybrid 2 and Kip Sabian. The match was okay at best. 
a lot of flips, a lot of dives. And you know what I don't like, especially in Young Bucks matches? And I saw this in the Lucha Brothers match, uh, SEU match too. But there's a lot of obvious cooperation there. And what am I, you know, we all know it's work. We all know it's choreographed and we know that they're working together. And I get that. You know, we all know it. But to have it obvious in the ring where a guy is just waiting there for you to do something, that doesn't work for me, brother. And it's it's like slap kind of you can't you can't push out the uh, suspend your disbelief and think it's a real fight when you kind of when you actually see guys cooperating. And it was I'm not saying it was a spot fest or people weren't selling anything, which is more often the case now. But it was more along the lines of, well, here, I'm going to wait for this guy to do this to me. When in, you know, why not, honestly, you should be kicking the screaming. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be just waiting there for somebody to come and super kick you. Or look like you're confused about what's going on next and, and get kicked in the face or whatever. Uh, you know, it just, especially in the Young Watch match, but I did see it in the SCU versus Lucha Brothers match as well. But especially in the Young Bucks, oh, excuse me, uh, and especially in the Young Bucks matches, I always see that kind of, uh, I always see that kind of cooperation going on. And, and it's ridiculous. It really, truly is ridiculous. And they need to work on their timing and get better in wrestling. But they definitely need to get, you know, work on their timing in order to get that fixed. So it looks like it's a seamless transition or, uh, you know, it really looks like, you know, they're fighting. And something is going on logically. Because I know trying to add some add logic to an illogical situation doesn't always work. But, you know, sometimes you got to be able to use your brain and have the good psychology behind it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Alright, I will be right back after this message, and uh, I'll get into the AEW, uh, I'm sorry, get into WWE Crown Jewel uh, right after this. Welcome back to the Sportswire. Again, my name is Vinny Apicella, and thank you for listening once again to the Sportswire right here on Anchor.fm. I want to thank you all again. With that said, I want to get into WWE Crown Jewel. And I want to say that the event itself was absolutely fantastic. It was the best Saudi Arabian match uh, event that they've done since this whole Saudi, Saudi Arabian initiative has started. And capped off by the fact that it had the first ever women's match in Saudi Arabia with... Natalia and Lacey Evans, and the match itself, that match itself wasn't great, you know, it was going to be just an exhibition, you know, a lot of it was ground wrestling, it wasn't a lot of, you know, punching, kicking, whatever, a lot of it was mat-based wrestling, and Natalia ended up winning with the sharpshooter, and honestly, you know, and they hugged afterwards, I knew it wasn't going to be a great match, it was just going to be the exhibition, just to say, you know what? We got it. We did it. We put on a women's match in Saudi Arabia. And the match itself was awesome. 
uh, or the event itself. The, the the fact that the match happened was awesome. Let me, let me rephrase that. The event itself was awesome. And right from the beginning with the 20-man battle royal uh, on the kickoff show for uh, the winner to face AJ Styles, the U.S. title in the end, uh, you know, in the actual event, Humberto Carrillo, the hot upstart, uh, who's been on the past couple of Raws having some great matches, ended up winning. And the way he won was actually really, really good. I liked it. Uh, Luke Harper went to go uh, eliminate Carrillo. And while Harper was eliminating, trying to eliminate Carrillo, Eric Rowan came from behind to eliminate Luke Harper. And in turn, Carrillo slid under the ropes, back through the legs of, of Harper, I mean of, Har- of Rowan, to then pick up and eliminate Eric Rowan for Carrillo to win. It was a great, uh, you know, great battle royal. I was kind of upset because I, on yesterday's show, I had heard the rumors of either Buddy Murphy or Aleister Black. Aleister Black wasn't even on the event, so I don't know where that came from. Uh, but Humberto Carrillo got the match uh, and got the uh, victory in that. It was great. Uh, then you had uh, Cesaro and Mansoor on the card. That was a great match. Mansoor is... Uh, very underrated, and the fact that he's from Saudi Arabia, from Riyadh, it was great for to see him uh, win the match in his home t- in his home country, in his hometown. Uh, you also you had Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez in the opening match of the card for the WWE Championship, and it lasted maybe two minutes, and. Brock ended up winning by having Kane tap out to the Kamara lock. And you know what? It was what it was. I'm not going to say it was good. I'm not going to say it bad. You know, it was a... Kane signed a long-term deal with the WWE. So, you know, they had the star power going into Saudi Arabia. They had the star power for this. And, you know, the rematch, nine years in the making, Brock wants to avenge his loss. Or will Kane... Will Lightning strike twice and have Kane defeat Brock in his first match for the WWE title like he did the UFC. Um, so, it was it was what it was. You know, and it, made, and it looked like a typical MMA fight. You know, Kane was giving out some kicks. They walked up a little bit. They brawled. It wasn't a real... Obviously, it wasn't really a, res, a, a professional wrestling match. There were no clotheslines. There were no, you know, uh, Hurricane Ranas or anything. It was simply a a brawl. And then Brock got uh, Kane in the Kamara lock, and that was it. Kane tapped out. And and I get it. So, you know what? It was what it was. Brock, Brock kept the title, and then Mysterio afterwards went crazy with a chair and started beating up on Brock. Uh, but then, uh, you know, um, Brock ended up beating up on Mysterio, and then Velazquez with the uh, F5. And then Mysterio started hitting Brock with chairs again. So, all in all, it kind of, all in all, it, uh, it kind of, uh, was what it was. You know, it was good for, for what it was. All right, and I know I repeated myself about 30 times in that, in that one segment, but whatever. (laughs) Moving on to the tag team turmoil, that's the two determined the best tag team in the world, and it turned out to be the OC. And it was good. You know, I liked it. The New Day had a little bit of a run there for a little while. 
uh, you know, until uh, high, uh, what the hell are their names? Uh, heavy Machinery came in, and then Heavy Machinery, you know, had a, had a couple of wins, and then they met up with the OC, and the last team ended up being the Viking Raiders. Good match. Uh, OC ended up winning, and uh, I liked it. I did. Does that give them a shot at the tag titles? I don't know, but I would have liked to see the Usos come out. You know, they have AOP. I haven't, you know, I haven't really seen AOP on uh, the past couple of shows unless the Hulu version cut them out. But they still have the Usos. I don't know where they've been. I mean, I know that, you know, they had that one DUI, so, or, or one of them that got into the verbal altercation with the cop. But they've been off TV now for like three months. So let's get them back. Let's get them back. Uh, let's see. After that, you know, you had the, like I said, the Mansoor and Cesaro match was good. Then you had the women's match, and Natalia and Lacey Evans really, you know, they, I'm not saying they went all out. It wasn't, you know, one of these high flying women's matches, but it was a victory nonetheless for everybody, for the country of Saudi Arabia. So, definitely big props to, uh, to Natalia and Lacey Evans and the WWE in general for getting this going. This is hope. This is toward, you know, good towards change. Uh, then you had Team Hogan and Team Flair. Roman Reigns, Ricochet, Rusev, Chad Gable, and Ali. And no, I, I'm, I will never call Chad Gable Shorty G. So don't even think about it. Okay? Matter of fact, I'm about ready to write to the WWE to say change it back. That's ridiculous. Anyways, with Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart in their corner against Team Flair, which was Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Shinsuke Nakamura, and King Corbin with Ric Flair, and actually Lana in their corner. Lana came out with with Bobby Lashley. Of course, they couldn't do too much of that storyline in the Saudi Arabian country uh, for a couple of reasons. One, they don't want to put out any public display of, of affection in that country. Uh, especially when it's a guy cheating, or a woman cheating on his wife, on his on her husband, because uh, the Muslim laws on that are strict, and one or both of them could have been stoned or beheaded. Uh, so they didn't really go into too much of that storyline. There was no making out on the on the event, but the that match was great. Everybody had their 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 time in there, and. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. It was a great match. Team Hogan ended up winning. And then uh, I would have loved to see, you know, uh, Team Hogan in the ring, all of them posing. You know, Hogan must pose. But Ray Roman Reigns got the victory. Uh, and it was a great match. It really was. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And then your main event. Your main event of the night was Seth Rollins, the WWE Universal Champion putting the title on the line in a false Count Anywhere match against the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. And the stipulation was that the match could not be stopped for any reason other than pinfall or submission. So, with that said, you have a, we have a new WWE Universal Champion, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Now that puts the WWE in kind of a pickle because the Fiend is a SmackDown superstar having the Universal title, so both titles are on SmackDown now, both world titles. Do you, A, 
put the Fiend on Raw, just have the Fiend go to Raw because with the title. Do you B, transfer Brock to Raw to keep the Universal title on SmackDown? Do you C, have the Fiend versus Brock to unify the titles to keep them on SmackDown? What do you do? Or do you have the Fiend be on Raw and Bray Wyatt be on SmackDown? Or have Seth go to SmackDown and Bray go to Raw because of the championship change to keep the rosters quote-unquote even? I don't know. Or is, or is Bray just a future draft considerations from the Alexa Bliss-Nikki Cross trade? So we don't know how it's going to be. We'll find out, I'm sure, tomorrow on, on SmackDown. However... <laughs> That brings me to another issue that's going on with uh, SmackDown. Uh, it might not have what it was meant to... Oh, I totally forgot. Uh, Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury. Uh, that match was good for what it was. <laughs> and I will never say that it was bad. But, I mean, it wasn't the greatest Braun match. Braun had to clearly lead the way. but And Tyson really couldn't take bumps. But it was a good match, nonetheless. Tyson did what he could. He did great in his first match. Uh, and he's a you know huge WWE fan, so he hasn't ruled out working with them in the future. Uh, of course, he is an undefeated boxing champion. Uh, and Braun ended up losing by countout when... I think they just played off the fact that Tyson is a boxer. Tyson gave him a right hand. Uh, Braun fell off the ring apron... And couldn't make the count back in for 10. And, you know, Michael Cole's yelling, it's a technical knockout. It's a, you know, I think they were just playing off the fact that that, Braun, that Tyson Fury is a boxer. So, you know, instead of pinning Braun, you know, they just had him lose by count out with a technical knockout, supposedly. So, you know, again, it was a pretty good match. It was what it was. Um, and then the match between Humberto Carrillo and... AJ Styles for the U.S. Championship. Uh, AJ won. We knew that was going to happen. He was going to keep the title. Uh, but Humberto Carrillo continues to astound everybody and impress a lot of people. And uh, he had a, they had a really good match. So, like I was saying with uh, SmackDown tomorrow tonight, uh, apparently there were problems either in the Buffalo airport or... Problems with the WWE's plane, their second plane. Some of their talent were able to leave on one plane, but some of their talent was is still, at this time, as far as I know, stuck in Saudi Arabia. From what I've heard, it's either weather conditions in Buffalo, because it's very windy, therefore, you know, they can't, therefore they can't land there. So the, the flight's been delayed. Or there have been uh, issues with the plane itself. Like, you know, uh, and I don't know about engine issues, but, but definitely issues with the plane. Um, I don't think it was political. I don't think they were being held because of, like, a Vader incident from Kuwait in the 90s. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's like that. I think it's just either plane uh, issues or weather issues. And that's... Probably, you know, so we'll see what SmackDown looks like. I don't know who got out and who didn't. Um, I would assume that some of the earlier guys were able to get out. But I honestly, I don't know. Um, 
keep, you know, and this is kind of like what I'm, why I'm going to get to my next part. My next part is I've started muting and block, not even just blocking, but unfollowing um, a lot of these so-called wrestling journalists because they're so anti-WWE that nothing, they can't write anything positive about WWE at all. And take ground rule, take this. So some people were upset, oh, why is it natty and lazy? Okay, it doesn't matter who's in the match, it's the match itself. You know, and then there were, you know, uh, Dave Meltzer, some, the plane was quote-unquote delayed, you know, in Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, basically saying, without saying it, that they did something wrong and, and, and you know, WWE's in trouble. Uh, then you had, uh, you know, you have somebody saying, oh, the, mat- the, the event was horrible, and, you know, it's, I'm glad they're using their blood money for this. Listen, the money that Saudi Arabia paid the WWE is not blood money, okay? It is, it is money for a contract, of a, for a contract and number of events that the WWE are performing in that country. And with that said, they're going to perform for their fans. And the way the fans erupted today for Natty and Lacey during that women's match, the pops they got before and after the match, knowing they were witnessing history and they were a part of history, and the little girls in the crowd that were so happy, that had tears of joy, that's why... The WWE goes over to Saudi Arabia. The money may be part of it, but that's to hold up their end of the contract. The superstars go over to entertain their fans, and that's it. They're not going over to please the government. They're not going over to entertain the government. They're going to entertain their fans. And that's all there is to it. And for anybody else who wants to joke or wants to turn off WWE or boycott WWE or boycott the events, F off. Because, number one, what have you done to try to change the world? WWE is doing a lot. Okay? And that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So we'll see you tomorrow right here on the Sportswire. Remember, go ahead and uh, follow us on Sportswire. Follow us or uh, follow me on 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 Twitter at the Absol SWE. Uh, you can follow the w, follow the uh, Sportswire on uh, both Twitter and Instagram at Sportswire Audio. You can also go to YouTube youtubecom Sportswire Audio. Uh, email Sportswire Audio at gmail.com and then Sportswire and then www.sportswireaudio.com. Remember, listen to our shows from Anchor.fm. Feel free to. Support the podcast with the uh, link that's uh, that's uh, on the player where you do uh, get the episode on Anchor.fm, but you can listen to us anywhere, on any platform. Just down, just uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and give us a five star review. Thank you all for listening. I will be back tomorrow. My name is Vinny Apicella. Good night, everybody. <laughs>